Last week, we looked at the wisdom of Proverbs 18 and the role that true friendship plays in growing in wisdom. He has that very helpful warning in the very beginning of Proverbs 18, the man who isolates himself rages against sound judgment. And so it's this reminder of how we need each other. This week, we return to the Psalms as God's hymn book, which is designed to help us to pray and to sing the truths about God so that with God's help, that truth moves from our heads into our hearts and into how we live our life day to day. So if you're able, let me encourage you to pause what you're doing right now. Take out your Bible with me, whether your paper copy of your Bible or you can turn your Bible on on your phone or your, your, your smart pad or whatever you have. Carve out about 15 minutes and do your best to free yourself from any distraction as best you can or to include those with you right now in this short devotional. Our plan today is to read, reflect, pray, and praise with God's word to us in the Psalms as our help and our guide. So today we turn our attention to Psalm 23, a psalm that helps us to trust God as our shepherd and as our host. So uh, if you want to turn your attention now to Psalm 23, we'll begin by reading God's word to us. Psalm 23, a psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Well, Christian, this psalm reminds us that you and I are sheep. And it reminds us that you and I are dinner guests. So the psalm reminds us who we are. We're sheep and dinner guests. And it also reminds us who God is. God is our shepherd and he is our dinner host. Now as we reflect on Psalm 23, we see that it breaks into three basic sections. Verses 1 through 3, verse 4, and then verses 5 and 6 form these three sections. The first two sections highlight God's care for us as our shepherd. The first section there in verses 1 through 3, God, we're reminded God is the shepherd who leads us. That idea of him leading us is mentioned twice, in, once in verse 2 and another time in verse 3. And what we see here are the benefits that come for those who trust and obey, in other words, in other words who follow that shepherd. So verse 1, I shall not want. That's one of the benefits. We shall have all that we need when we trust, obey, and follow Jesus, our shepherd. Jesus puts it this way in Matthew 6, verse 33. He says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. In other words, God knows what's best for us. And because God is generous, he is not stingy. If we need it, we can be confident that God will provide 
all that we need to trust and follow him. Or put a different way, if we don't have something and we've come to God for those things, if we don't have those things, then we can trust that we don't need it. Because if God is our shepherd, we shall not want. It also reminds us in in these first couple of verses how God's leadership in our lives as our shepherd is an attentive leadership. He knows what we need, and he knows how to best provide it. He talks in verse uh, 2 and 3 about leading us to green pastures and still waters. It's this idea of plenty and whatever we need when we need it. He is the one who's able to truly restore our soul. And notice here in verses 2 and 3 the emphasis on God. He makes, he leads, he restores, he leads. In other words, sheep don't know where to go. They They don't know how to, nor are they able to provide for themselves. Sheep need a shepherd. And all these benefits that we see in verses 1 through 3 come as we stop trying to chart our own path. Instead, we come to God, we rely on God, we obey God as our shepherd. Another benefit we see here in in this first two sections of following God as our shepherd is this this benefit of fearlessness. You see that in verse 4. Verse 4, David says to God, because you are with me, I don't have to be afraid anymore. Notice that walking through the valley of the shadow of death is one of the paths that David's walking down. Walking through the valley of the shadow of death comes right after verse 3, where we are reminded that God leads me in paths of righteousness. So that connection between verses 3 and verse 4 reminds us that sometimes the right path, the path that God leads you and I down, includes the valley of the shadow of death. The valleys that we need to follow him in and to trust him in. It's there in the valley that we find God's comfort. Comfort from his rod and his staff. The rod was used by the shepherd to beat back the wolves that were threatening the sheep. The staff was used to guide the sheep or to pull them out of the ditch if they went off track. And we the sheep should find great comfort from God who shepherds us and protects us. Finally then, Finally, then, in the last section, verses 5 and 6, the metaphor changes. It turns from a shepherd to a dinner host. Notice the setting there in verse 5. A table in the presence of my enemies. So confident, so secure, so safe is David, as well as those who trust in God. That David proclaims there's no need for us to shrink away in fear and to hide behind the rock to eat our TV dinner and hiding in fear. (laughs) No, 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 no. The table, the feast that this host sets for us is in the presence of my enemies. They are no threat when God is the host. They can do us no harm. Nothing but that which God allows. We're safe. So in the moment that's scary... In the moment, that might seem scary for us to actually be in the presence of our enemies. But verse 6 shows us why we're to trust God. Why should we trust God? Because at the end of the day, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I find it very helpful that he says that it follows us. It doesn't precede us. It follows us, which requires faith. When we look back on the decision to trust God, that's what we're going to see, goodness and mercy. So tomorrow, we don't know what tomorrow holds. Jesus reminds us that in Matthew 6. We don't know what tomorrow holds, but for those who trust God, for those who rely on him, for those who follow him as their shepherd and their host, 
goodness and mercy shall follow. Oh, that's a good reason to trust the Lord. But church, if you're like me, trusting this God who is our good host, who is our shepherd, trusting God in a fallen world can be difficult. And that's why we don't need to, that's why we need to not only read Psalm 23 and reflect on what it's saying, but we also need to pray Psalm 23 to, to ask God to do in our hearts what only he can do, that these truths of Psalm 23 would be true uh, in our life as we function, as we trust him. So let me lead us now in, in a moment of prayer. Uh, I ask that you join me right now as we pray through Psalm 23 together. Let's go to our God together. Father, we praise you as our shepherd today. We thank you for the privilege of calling you our shepherd. When we hear David say that having you as our shepherd means that we shall not want, we, we know that to be true. We believe that you make no mistakes as our shepherd, that nothing slips past your attention. We believe that, but we also pray that you would help us to believe even more. Father, give us the faith not only to acknowledge this to be true, but give us the faith to come to you when we are weary, to trust you when we are discontent, to come to you when we are thirsty or unsure which path is right. Father, we confess there are so many places that we can run to for guidance or provision or contentment or refreshment, but you and you alone are our good shepherd. And so I pray that we would renounce every other path and come to you and follow you and trust you alone. Father, we also pray for the comfort that comes from you being our shepherd who holds a rod and a staff. Open our eyes, Father. Open our eyes to see the things that tempt us to fear in light of your presence, your power, your protection. May the things that cause us to fear vanish in light of your presence, your power, and your protection. Help us to be so confident in you that we can laugh in the face of danger. Father, forgive us for the ways that we have given in to sinful fear or anxiety. Grant that in seeing you today as our shepherd, we may fear you and not fear people or circumstances that threaten us. Father, you say, in the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence. And so we pray that you would establish this confidence in us by giving us the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of you today. Father, you know the specific details that tempt us today. You know the things that tempt us to fear. You know the things that tempt us to feel anxious or, or the things that are leaving us weary, even as we pray right now. And so, Father, we pray that none of us as a church family would be so busy or so enamored with this world and the things that it offers us. May we not be so busy or enamored with this world that we refuse your invitation to dine with you today. Lord, may none of us make excuses to decline your invitation to come and feast at your banquet. Grant us the faith to come to you today, to say no to other things and to prioritize coming to you, to feast on your word, to delight in your goodness, to trust in your care, to obey your commands in the confidence that we will look back and we will see goodness and mercy paving that path in which we have followed you, in which you have led us down. And so, Father, we pray this for the sake of your name. We pray this that your name would be glorified. We pray this in Jesus' name, in whom we have access to you. 
Amen. Well, church, we've had the chance to read, reflect, and pray through Psalm 23. We want to end our time today by responding to God, not only by reading, reflecting, and praying through Psalm 23, but also by singing Psalm 23 and asking in song, asking God once more to open our eyes and establish these truths in our hearts, to stir them up in our hearts that we would follow him in faith. And so let me ask you to take a moment right now to visit our YouTube page to listen to and to sing the song, The Lord Is, a song that summarizes the truths of Psalm 23 and helps us to sing them back in response to God.